When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hello. How are you? I'm good. So much to talk about on this episode of After 9, but before we get to that, a rare apology from me. I was uh, on a call. Fucking around. Fucking around (laughs) yesterday. With uh, Dave and Kat, we were all having a meeting, and and I thought I pressed publish on the podcast. I did not, as it turns out. And by the time it was flagged to me, I was already in my afternoon nap. So that's why yesterday's pod didn't go up till about 3, 4 o'clock. Today should be a lot better. Hopefully you're getting it now, because if I forgot two days in a row, that's like diagnosable. I got to go to a doctor or something. There Fuck. is a kind podcast listener. His name is Chris. And to be fair, he's always the one that alerts me because he listens right when it comes out every day. And if it's not out at the time he thinks it should be out, he'll shoot me. Actually, to be fair, he, he waited till one o'clock yesterday afternoon and sent me a note and said, um, is there a podcast today? And I went, okay then. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, Chris, for being such a loyal podcast listener. Please continue to alert us. Thank you. Because he- otherwise, I think if I wasn't alerted and you didn't know, uh, we would eventually get those uh, text messages. But sometimes if we don't text the ch- text, okay, come on, cat, speak. If we don't check the text line Professional broadcaster, often, Kat yeah, fuck Callahan. It. This is the podcast, though. You guys are cool. You're all cool people. Uh, so fuck it. Um, but <laughs> we don't te- check. Try to say it, though. We don't check the text line uh, as often, right? So if you DM me, I'll, I'll see it. If you text, sometimes I'm slow to respond to the text line. Got it. Okay. Let's start off with some of the, the stuff that's going on today. And then in the second half of After 9 today, we're going to talk a little bit about cohabitating. It's a good article on BuzzFeed from women who learned a lot about men by moving in with them. Things that they weren't necessarily aware of when it comes to guys. We had, we had so many good texts on this when we talked about it on the show. So we thought we got to bring it into the podcast here. There's also an am I an asshole thread that I want to get to as well. I think this one is going to be fairly cut and dried. In fact, when we did that on the radio show today, it was completely unanimous. And I don't think I have ever seen a fully unanimous Scott and Cat text poll. Mm-hmm. Before we get to that, great news out of the Middle East. Everybody that's been calling for a ceasefire, you got it. But it's only going to be for four days. Israel and Hamas have reached an agreement for a four-day halt in the war. And part of this is going to be releasing hostages. Hamas is going to release 50 Israeli hostages, all women and children. In exchange, in a very questionable deal, 150 prisoners that are Palestinian being held in Israel are going to be released and sent back to Gaza. That doesn't seem like a fair deal, does it? 50 hostages for 150 prisoners? I don't know. I'm afraid to comment on any of it. Uh, I don't blame you. You know what I mean? Like, I was just reading uh, about Susan Sarandon talking, and, and trust me, it doesn't mean that I agree with any of it or disagree with any of it, but Susan Sarandon saying something. Uh, one of the young ladies, whose name escapes me, because she's not one of those household names, but if you saw her face, you'd recognize her. She's in the Scream movies, the recent Scream movies. She got fired from Scream 7 over her comments. 
I don't know why people are, Hollywood has never, ever, ever been able to grasp that no one wants their political opinion. And they keep trying to inject it. Every time there's an election, you see all these these fucking people falling all over themselves. Please, God, vote Democrat or the world's going to end. Katy Perry, Leo DiCaprio, the list goes on. They all get really fucking political and nobody wants to hear it from a celebrity. And you have to be careful because, like I said, it depends on where your stance is. But I would say if you, if it's worth the fight for you, go for it. But people are losing jobs over even commenting on it. So, absolutely, like I said, fight the good fight that you believe is true to be true. But keep in mind that whatever you say... The people who hire you and employ you may not like it. Okay. Uh, Which I, sucks, by the way. It's not necessarily a fair thing in all cases. No. In some cases, yeah, it makes sense. Fire those people for making anti-Semitic remarks. Fire those people for doing this and that. But in other cases, it's we've heard and seen through the years people getting fired for less than that. I know exactly what you're saying, too. It's yeah. really hard to figure out the appropriate thing to say because I think the way I read the room is, by and large, most people are very sympathetic to both sides. Most people yeah. can see what was done to Israel back on October the 7th and think, oh, my God, that was a horrific terrorist attack. It was barbaric what they did. But then most people can also see the number of people being killed in the Gaza Strip from all the bombing. And they're thinking, well, that can't continue either. Yeah. And, and I just want peace. Is that a fair thing to say? Thank like, you. I just want peace. And that's the truth. And most people do. How we get there? Well, we can argue about that. But I think most people agree that we need to find a way to get peace made here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good that they're going to do that. It, it's interesting, the deal, and it was Cotter that negotiated it. They're, they're releasing 50 Israeli hostages from Gaza. In exchange, 150 Palestinian prisoners are being sent back to Gaza and out of Israeli prisons. On top of that, every day that Israel doesn't bomb them, they'll release 10 more hostages. I have a feeling they're getting real tired of the bombing. You know, it's yeah. got to be take its toll on you. It's been sure. going for a month and a half now, so I'm, I'm not even surprised. Uh, Elon Musk is filing a lawsuit, and I think this is just the beginning. He's going after Media Matters. Do you remember when Media Matters put out that article claiming that if you advertise on X, your ads are going to show up beside neo-Nazi propaganda and shit like that? certainly do. It's funny because X didn't do anything wrong, right? I mean, they just said, okay, this is the platform of free speech. There's no hate speech, but this is the platform of free speech. Mm -hmm. And and groups like Media Matters that do not want the the public to hear both sides of the story started trying to cancel X, and they did it by trying to have all their advertisers cancel on them. How dare you advertise on X, you sons of bitches. You'll end up with neo-Nazi propaganda. Turns out the entire thing was fabricated, and Musk is going to sue them for it. Wow. And he's probably going to win. Speaking of the media, can I play you something that Dana White just did? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Dana White, I'm going to guess, has had enough of the current narrative. So I'm going to play just a little bit of a podcast interview that he did talking about. I don't think it was us he was talking about, but he's talking about the mainstream media in general. Listen to this especially the media. If the media tells you you've got something that, that's going to fail, it's definitely going to f***ing win. The media are the <laughs> dumbest, know nothing, do nothing, never f***ing built nothing motherfuckers on planet Earth. So when they say it isn't going to work, you got a f***ing home run, man. You know what I mean? Just jump in and grind. The, the, the media, these guys, think about who these people are. When you really think about the media. Who are they? Where did they come from? Why does their opinion matter? What have they ever done? What have they ever created? What have they ever built? Who's ever depended on a paycheck from the media? Nobody. They are a bunch of f***ing zeros that sit around and write stories 
about people who are actually doing shit. It's, <laughs> it's an interesting perspective when you think of it like that. You almost think about the uh, online trolls in that way too, right? There's are people sitting around commenting on things, but what are they doing? You know what I mean? Just sitting around commenting. So what do you know about that shit? Uh, speaking of Dana White, you know what I'm doing right now? That Dana White is the one that brought to my attention and my brother's attention and my husband's attention is the, his water fast. Oh, it, that's right. Uh-huh. How does that work? Okay, so this is a 72-hour water fast. It is not for everybody, um, but it's supposed to give you an extra boost in a lot of different ways, metabolism-wise, reset your clock. Fasting has been a thing for many, many years, but I've never actually done a fast. I've never... I've never participated in a fast. Sure, I've had days where I'm like intermittent fasting. I guess you can call it that. This is like extreme. This is 72 hours. Of just water. So no. So it is just water for the first 24 hours. And I'm still in the first 24 hours. But you can add electrolytes. So there's certain electrolytes that you can add to the water. I haven't. I did. I added black coffee. Just black coffee. One a day. That's it. For the three days. Electrolytes you can add to the water. That's the first 24 hours. After 24 hours bone broth and there's a specific brand of bone broth because it's that doesn't have anything in it but protein essentially bone broth is so full of good shit it's great yeah it's really good um it does have a lot of uh, good key things in there and again protein is the main thing so after that you can have bone broth i think dana said two to three times a day but as needed if you're feeling like oh god i need an extra bowl of bone broth <laughs> it's it's not much though um and then that's for the next two days is bone broth with that electrolyte water that's it this is what fighters use to cut weight? Is that how they... I don't even know how it started, but he talked to his doctor about it and his doctor was basically cut him... He wanted to do the one that's longer, but his doctor cut him off at 72 hours and said, you don't need to after that. There's not a lot of pros to it after 72 hours. Can I tell you, I have so much respect for doctors that know how the human metabolism works and a lot of them don't. Sorry, doctors, but a lot of y'all just like to write pres prescriptions. Like you're yeah, just basically do. like a fucking secretary of sorts. The the doctors who who have similar knowledge to like a dietitian or or uh, an osteopath, doctors who have that kind of skill set that are open to things other than traditional Western medicine, love them. I'm amazed that the doctor actually said, yeah, after 72 hours, you've gotten the most out of that. You can yeah. stop after you 72. Stop. That's yeah. great advice because it could have gotten dangerous if he dragged it out for a week. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not promoting it in any way, shape or form, but I'll definitely keep you guys updated um, by Friday. Definitely. I'll, I'll give you an update because by then I'm going to be toward the end of it. Friday at 6 p.m. is when I'm done. How long has it been since you've had solid food? Oh, since yesterday. So it's going to be three full days. So as of yesterday, around 5.30 or so, I had salmon. <laughs> that was it. That was my last meal. How are you feeling though? Fine. Yeah. I feel perfectly fine, but I don't, I don't eat breakfast anyway, so I'm not feeling it yet. Ask me again tonight. Yeah. <laughs> are you a, a hangry kind of person or, um, or like a sleepy kind of hungry person? Some people just go to bed so that they don't notice that they're hungry. Yes, that's what I'll tend to do. And having water, is, that's why they say drink a lot of the water with the electrolytes because sometimes when you're hungry, you actually just need water, which is a strange thing for some people to figure out. But sometimes you just need water. If, you don't, if you're not the type of person to drink a lot of water, see what happens when you're hungry and you drink water and wait about five minutes. Because sometimes it's that's all your body actually needed. Mm, okay. Not when you're like hungry, like growling, like, holy fuck, I haven't eaten all day. I'm not talking about that. I mean, just like, mm, I'm feeling snacky. I feel hungry. <laughs> Have some water and see what happens. Anyway, so I'm I'm trying it out. I'll let you know my husband, by the way, is almost done. So he's done tonight. He did it from Sunday night until tonight because he has a work dinner he has to go to. So he's like, I'm not not eating free steak. <laughs> Thank you very much. 
So he said, so far, it's really good. Uh, the PC bone broth is what he recommends if you're doing it because it's more flavorful than the other shit. All right. These are good tips. I might actually try this myself. Going to blow through a couple of headlines. Then we're going to talk about yesterday's fiscal update. Then we're going to talk about living with a guy and what you learn, ladies, when you do it for the very first time. OPP in Burlington yesterday sees 9 million illegal cigarettes. Our friend Carrie Schmidt says cops pulled over the tractor trailer on the 407 near Bronte. 9.1 million illegal cigarettes in this tractor trailer. Wow. A 60-year-old Toronto man charged with trafficking contraband tobacco. Maybe if you guys didn't raise the price of cigarettes to 20 bucks a pack with tax, we wouldn't have this problem. When's the last time you heard a story about contraband cigarettes? It almost never happens. Almost never happens because they're not seeking it, right? Uh, no, well, I For mean, the most part, or are they? No, I think they are. If they know yeah? somebody's smuggling cigarettes, they'll go after them. Okay. This was a Ministry of Finance, I believe, investigation. And then the cops just went in and they knew where the tractor trailer was. Okay. They so, just pulled yeah. it over at the right spot. Yeah. In this case, though, I mean, we weren't talking about contraband cigarettes until you guys raised the taxes on them so much that people would rather steal them than buy them legally. Uh, Bell Media. <laughs> Hello, Bell has now formally asked the CRTC to create a news fund that would provide financial assistance to broadcasters, and the government responded yesterday. $30,000 subsidy a year per journalist for government-approved journalists in Canada. That's the subsidy. Kind of like what they did during COVID, but they're extending it for like three more years. Through the next election, every news person at a government news agency... Hmm is going to get $30,000 of their salary paid by the Trudeaus. And a lot of people are very upset about this because we really don't want the government paying the media, especially when people are already skeptical of the media's bias in right. favor of the prime minister. Right. I, uh, I don't see how this is good in any way. I don't think we get that, do we? Now, we're not considered news no. people, are we? No, and we're not, well, we're not government, it doesn't have to be government, sorry. Well, we sure as shit wouldn't be approved. <laughs> yeah, I don't, no, we're not getting that. Simba's coming back to Toronto. Mervish Productions says an open-ended run of The Lion King is coming mm. back to the Princess of Wales Theatre. It's the musical adaptation of the Disney film. Uh, the company is hoping for a longer run than its last sit-down production, which was Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. That ended July 13th, sorry, in July after 13 months. Longer than anyone gave it. I heard it was wow. terrible. It's about That's time they brought back something people actually want to see. And The Lion King is one of those ones people like going to see. I took my mom to see The Lion King, and I don't even know, years ago now. But uh, it was, yeah, it's, it is one of those ones because it's a classic. You you know the songs, which is great. And then you get to watch it all. It's a, it's very good. It, it is very good. It's one of those ones that I would recommend if you saw any production you would see that one. Speaking of which, 28 years ago today, Toy Story came out. Can you believe that? 28 yeah. years. Was it 95, I think? 95. Wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Holy shit. Um, let's go to Nexstar. Nexstar Energy now says they plan to bring in very few foreign workers to help with the battery manufacturing plant that they're building near Windsor. Our industry minister, Francois-Philippe Champagne, says the transfer of technology and knowledge will help set up the electric vehicle battery industry here. He says he spoke to the CEO of Nexstar along with LG and the head of Stellantis, and they were reassured that they will be hiring Canadians. It doesn't sound that way because Windsor police let it slip. They were told to prepare for 1,600 people from South Korea moving to Windsor 
because they got jobs at the LG plant, this new Nexstar battery plant that we spent billions on. By the way, it works out to $1,000 per family in Canada that we're giving that one battery manufacturing plant. $1,000 per family. That's a lot of money when you say it that way. And they're bringing in 1,600 South Korean workers? Was this really just some sort of a scam to get a whole bunch of people immigration status? Because this was supposed to be Canadian jobs, not South Korean jobs. 1,600. Well, now that they've been caught red-handed, Stellantis and and Nexstar and LG say, well, we are going to hire a lot of Canadians, but we need these people. Well, I was going to say, sometimes it is about specific training. And that can be true for a lot of companies. That's why they'll bring in people who already know what they're doing to help train others. And that happens often in companies. Um, I know that for a, for, for a fact. That's a lot of people, though, to train. I don't know if they necessarily needed 1,600. I can't tell you because I don't know how that operation works. But when you're talking about something that I, I assume can be potentially dangerous, you want to make sure the training is in the right place. And maybe, sincerely, we didn't have enough trained people here in Canada and no time to train them. They want to make money right away, so you bring in people who know what the fuck they're doing. Granted, I, I totally agree with you. However, and, and maybe they have some extra knowledge of it, maybe they've got a battery plant in South Korea. I don't fucking know. I don't know. But what I would say about this is when you're getting that much money from the Canadian taxpayers, it's perfectly reasonable for Canadians to expect that it's going to be Canadians who get the jobs. Bringing in 1,600 people, even if it is just for training, train them and fuck off. You don't yeah, belong they're here. They're staying here, right? Like that's, oh, that's their permanent They're job. coming yeah. here permanently and they are going to have checks and they'll be on the payroll and all that shit. That's not what we signed up for. So somebody better fix this because that is wrong when every Canadian family has to pay $1,000 for this shitty battery plant that n- most people don't even want. I'm not going to pretend I know anything about battery plants, but they found 1,600 people willing to up and move from their country and just come to Canada and South Korea. Yep. Easy? Hey, easy peasy. Because they can go back anytime. Once they're here and they've got their status, they can just come and go as they please. Wow. They could leave and just come back in the future or come back when they need an operation or when they want to have a baby or any of that sort of shit Hmm. and get the free health care. Yesterday, the federal government did announce their fall fiscal update. A couple of highlights from it. $15 billion for low-cost loans that'll go to building developers. I really thought that after Doug Ford and the Green Belt, all politicians were going to stay away from developers. But here we are, $15 billion. Uh, the thing is, these are loans. So it doesn't actually mean that we're going to build $15 billion in housing. It means that if the developers are willing to work on a project that is a rental or it's for aimed at low-income people or something like that, there's a government fund where they can get a loan at low interest rates. Some people are wondering if a single house is going to get built from that because Developers want to build where they're going to make money, right? They want to sell big, nice condos. Yeah. Easy. One building, 400 units. Each one of them goes for 500 grand. Bam, you do the math. I don't know how much desire there is to build rental units, even with an affordable loan, but we'll wait and see. The government is also earmarking $1 billion specifically for affordable housing. And then we found out about the debt. I think a lot of people saw the number yesterday, or maybe you're just hearing about it now. And it's jaw-dropping. Our debt is going to go to $60 billion. Hmm. The interest that we're paying now is $46 billion annually. Think about that. $46 billion a year in interest. Basically, what it works out to is our government, 
because our debt is so high and interest rates have gone up so much. They pay the interest rates too, by the way, in case you're wondering. We are now spending more money paying down the interest on the debt that's been built than we are on health care mm-hmm. in Canada. Think about that. All the money that the feds transfer to the provinces and they get it from the treasury who gets it from the CRA, all that money that we transfer for health care, we're now spending even more than that just on interest on debt. It's a problem. It's a problem. Real bad. Real, real bad. Uh, the NDP and conservatives say they are angry that there was nothing in the statement yesterday to help out Canadians who are struggling with the cost of living. I don't really know what they could have done. They usually get it wrong when they do. I mean, the last time they had some brilliant idea to help out the middle class, it didn't really help out the whole middle class. No. I mean, if you've got a young kid and you're low income, now you've got some dental coverage. That's great. I'm sure that helps out a lot of families, but the vast majority, it does not affect. Even the $10 a day childcare, I'm sure that helps out a lot of families, but there's a lot of people who don't have kids. There's a lot of people who are middle class who have already gone through the daycare route and now their kids are in school. It really only helps out a very small amount of the population, even though the bill is big enough for the entire country. On that note, there are so many people still on waiting lists to even get into the daycares that are offering the $10 a day daycare to the point where they're just saying, screw it, I'll pay someone who's doing it from home. That's really where we're at right now. There's people that are on wait lists that have been on wait lists and waiting and waiting and waiting. One person I was, um, the one person I know is over a year from now. She's like, okay, well, I'm going back to work soon. So what the hell am I going to do? And then trying to figure that out is a mess. But some people are getting it and some people aren't. So then you ask yourself like, and it's not the, it's not the child care center's fault at no, all. No, no. Not their fault. They're like, holy cow, we've never had so many people want to be in this f- facility before ever. So they're overwhelmed with the amount of people on their own wait list and asking to take tours, knowing full well, like you could take a tour, but you ain't getting in here until the end of 2024 at best. They know it. It's a, it's very frustrating. It's There's not enough of them right now. Last thing I'll get to here is I think someday Stephen Lecce is going to be either the premier of this province or the prime minister of Canada. Not only has he handled the education file pretty good given the circumstances, he's come up with another deal. Public elementary teachers have now reached a tentative contract with the province. This is the group that two weeks ago voted 95% in favor of a strike. Now... Strike is off the table. They've got a deal. And anything that they can't specifically work out in the deal goes to an arbitrator. So we will not have a strike in the public elementary schools. What about the Catholic? Where are we at with them? Well, they're still negotiating. Yeah, they're still there. But I mean, the high school teachers, the public elementary teachers, the list goes on. They've all signed on to this new thing that Lecce worked out with them. We're going to give you a fair deal right out of the bat. We don't need to screw around and start spending millions on commercials to slander each other. Let's just work out a deal. And anything we can't work out, you guys can even pick the arbitrator. But it's going to go to arbitration, take the strike off the table. And they did it. Yeah. Lecce said yesterday, and he's quite right, he said the unions have gotten very good at reading the room. Yeah, you have to read the room. They know how unpopular it's going to be if they walk again. And nobody wants that. So here we are. They've worked out a deal. Arbitrator settles whatever they can't settle. Done deal. No kids have to be out of school. Why don't we just make this the gold standard for all negotiations? I think it's a brilliant idea. Yeah, it's good. And good on him for getting a deal done because these unions are not easy to deal with, particularly the education unions. And you kind of can't blame them. They got fucked for three years with the cap on 1% pay increases. I thought it was an okay idea at the time as well. I didn't think it was unfair. But the court has since ruled that it wasn't fair. So 
Court rules, court rules. He's made it up to them. We've got a template now. It should always be like this. Very good. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's go to an am I an asshole thread. I'm going to read this to you because it's kind of ridiculous that this even happened, but it did start a broader conversation today on our show. I am a 20-year-old female. I babysit for some extra cash on the side. This just happened to me, so here we go. The family ordered pizza for dinner. Mom left cash on the table for me to pay the driver. It was me and two boys, ages 7 and 10. One large cheese pizza and breadsticks. Now, I've always been under the impression that a babysitter is allowed to have a reasonable amount of food if they're expected to serve dinner. I've babysat a few times in the past, and I've never encountered this. When the parents came home to relieve me, they asked me how tonight went. I said, fine, and I said that pizza place was really good. I'd never ordered from there. The mom looked at me puzzled and asked, why did you eat the kid's dinner? I said, I just had two pieces of pizza and a breadstick. I don't feel that that's an inappropriate amount to eat. The parents disagreed. Dad said, it's not their job to have to feed me dinner as well as pay me to babysit their kids. Overall, I'm uncomfortable and confused by the experience. The boys were fed. They didn't complain about being hungry. I personally always just assumed, perhaps wrongly, that if I'm I'm expected to serve dinner as a sitter, I'm welcome to have a serving. Has anyone else experienced this? And am I an asshole? (laughs) First off, sweetie, you are not an asshole in any way. However, I am wondering about that. If I'm paying you, to do a job, and we all agree babysitting is a job. You've got responsibilities that you have to take care of. Mm-hmm. Do we have to provide a meal for you? And the reason I'm asking is I come into this place every fucking day. They never feed me. Never once. <laughs> There's no meals here. Nothing. I just come in and do my job. And if I'm hungry, I bring food from home. Should babysitting be treated like that? Or should we be a little more personal with the people we're entrusting with our children? That's exactly it. I think that you nailed it with that one. This is these, We're talking about caretakers. And we're talking about caretakers of our loved ones. Help yourself. That's how I feel. No, she's not an asshole. She, in fact, she should never babysit for this family again, in my opinion. Because obviously, if she sh- the fact that she showed up is great. Because, I mean, I've had trouble even getting like people to show up. My babysitter I have now is fabulous. I love her. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's wrong at all. I'm going to read a few of the texts that came in on this on our line, which is one eight three three nine one five show Hope those parents never want to get out alone again. Shame on them. Not a jerk. Feed the poor girl. Even at the group home that I run, we have staff eat whatever meal is uh, made for the clients with the clients. If they didn't want the babysitter to eat dinner, they should have ordered the pizza themselves and had her come watch the kids after dinner if that was such a big deal. Uh, I think as a parent myself... It's respectful to allow the babysitter to eat with the kids. What's a couple of slices of pizza and a breadstick? Who cares? Those parents are rude. Uh, I think it's rude to be eating in front of people that aren't eating. So if there's food in the room, I believe everyone in the room is allowed to eat for common food courtesy. All right. That's fair. And I hate a person that's inconsiderate. Even if I have any work uh, done in and around my house, I offer them food. Okay. So that's a step further. Like not just taking care of my kids. 
But if someone's there from the HVAC company tuning up my furnace, I'm offering them some food. That's very nice of you. Do you do that? You know what? I... I've offered drinks. Like, hey, do you guys yes. want a bottle of water or something? Me too. That's where I've stopped, though. I haven't been like, do you need a snack? I haven't done that yet. I had some guys painting my concrete in the summertime, and I offered them some beers when they were done at the end of the day. But it was 38 degrees Celsius. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And you guys just worked your balls off for eight hours. Yeah. Probably for not enough money. So, yeah, I offered them a beer. People come over, I offered them a bottle of water. But I've never thought to offer food. Mind you, I did have, when I got my kitchen renovated, they basically lived in my house for like a couple of weeks. I think people understand how that works with the kitchen. It was a complete renovation. So they were in a lot and I did, but I, I would, they would always say no. So I would just bring things without asking. Coffee, muffins, Timbits, whatever. Just like yes. little things. Good for like you. Not the whole lunch because they like to buy their lunch or get their lunch, whatever. That was fine. But I think that is nice. But that said, I agree with all of those texters. No, I don't believe she's an asshole. In fact, if you're a good babysitter, give me your number. You can have the food that I order for the kids, too. It's for you and them. I want to say hi to Stephen, who's a regular radio listener and podcast listener. I asked a simple question during that conversation. What's the going rate for a babysitter now? Back in the day, when I was younger and I would get asked to babysit, 15 to 20 bucks for the night. That was it. You showed up at like 5 o'clock, whenever it was that mom and dad were leaving. You showed up then. You watch the kids, you put the kids to bed, and you probably fell asleep on the couch until they got home. 15, 20 bucks max is what we used to make. Today, it's a lot different. Steven, for example, has two kids. They are either tweens or just before pre-teen, tenure. Preteen, Preteenish, yeah. Two of them 16 months apart, $50 for the first hour, 20 bucks an hour after that. In other words, if he's gone for three hours, 90 bucks. Average 30 bucks an hour for the babysitter. That's yeah. better than most jobs. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, it's usually a flat 20 bucks an hour. That's what I'll do. Flat $20 an hour, right. And for me, it's, and it's minimum four. I always give them a minimum time, by the way, too. I'm not like, hey, come for one hour. I, and that's not worth anyone's time. It's not worth your time to come for an hour. So it's always minimum four hours. So minimum 80 bucks. My kids are good kids, too. <laughs> like, they're good kids, you know, it's in our own house, so they know where everything is. You can help yourself to anything. 20 bucks an hour. I'm wondering if kids try and negotiate to babysit now. Like, are kids like, mm, I could maybe babysit. How much? Oh, 20 bucks an hour? Give me 30 and I'll do it. Does that ever happen? Or are kids not really haggling yet? I don't yet? know if they haggle. I, I mean, they should haggle if they don't believe it's what their time is worth. They'll probably get exactly learn, what they want if they do. Learn early, right? Like, if you're like, nah, that's not worth my time. And that's, big, by the way, a big problem that people have right now They with babysitters, especially with caretakers of any kind, is that they're not willing to spend what the person thinks is worth it for them. So to show up, some of them maybe need to take an Uber, taxi, or a bus there. They need to factor in all those things. And of course, the time in their day. And if that part-time minimum wage job is going to pay them more, they're going to take the shift there. So you have to make it worth it. So that's why I like what Steven had to say there. That's a great way to do it. I never thought about that. 50 bucks an hour to start. Just your first hour is 50 bucks. I like that. That's good. As parents, though, you have to ask yourself if whatever event that is you're going to is worth that money. Right. Right. So it's the opposite for us where we go. My husband and I will say, OK, so should I call the babysitter is going to see that movie worth 80 more dollars? Ask yourself that question. Right. Great question. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the answer is yes. We've done it before. We've done it multiple times. But sometimes it's like, nah, not worth it. Add it up, though. I mean, if you're a couple with young kids, let's say you got two kids and you want to go out for a night. And you're going to be having some drinks. You factor in that Uber ride to and from. That's expensive. A lot of fees. Even if you're not going far. 
it's not cheap. You get a babysitter. Four-hour babysitter, based on this formula, is $110 plus whatever it is that you're doing when you actually go out. Yeah, that's an expensive evening out. It is, yeah. One more thing. It is a BuzzFeed article that, that caught my attention. The author here says, I grew up with an older brother and I lived with a male roommate for a short period of time. I can attest to the fact that living with a man is very <laughs> different as an experience. You learn a lot about them once you do. So I asked the women of the BuzzFeed community to share what they've learned about guys after living with them. Some of these are great. Yes, let's get to them. Let's get in here. Let's do it. This person says, I don't understand how we both live in the same house with the same kitchen and he still can't find shit or put shit, put shit away where it has gone for six years that we've lived here now. So now I can't find it. Seriously, the crock pot is always in the same cupboard on the same shelf, same place it's always been. I, uh, I know where most things are in the kitchen, but occasionally we forget. Sometimes I put things in a better place. Sometimes I don't even remember where that better place was. <laughs> Whatever, it is what it is. This person says, I found that men are loud, like just loud. Even if nobody's over, sometimes they'll even scream at the TV. It's funny, but annoying at the same time. Are you loud? I'm loud at the news. Not necessarily <laughs> sports. It's not the sports that does it. It's the news. I watch those, that nonsense most of the time. Any of our national newscasts, some of them anyway. Uh, yeah, sometimes I yell. But no, I don't really yell at the TV. I do find, though, that guys are loud, generally speaking. Hmm. I've noticed it when I think that amazing period where I lived alone for a little bit when I first got separated and Dave came over a couple of times and yeah, the house is substantially louder when there's another person in the house just by them being there. I don't know what it is. Phones ringing, moving around, shuffling, that sort of shit. Okay. The amount of time guys spend doing mindless activities like playing video games or hanging out in the garage with their tools. I'm not sure how much time can be spent in the garage or on the toilet. It blew my mind. Yeah. Okay. The bathroom thing is always an interesting one for me, too. Why do you guys take so long in there? Why are you guys are you sitting on the toilet? And then you'll take your phone in with you sometimes? Yep. And you just sit there on the toilet. Is it a peaceful place? Yeah. Do you need fiber in your diet? What's the, what's the reason for being in there so damn long? It's not necessarily that it's taking that long for the poop to come out or something like that. Sometimes it's just nice to have quiet. Sometimes the, it, the bathroom is a nice, comfortable, usually cooler place to sit. Oh, all right. Okay, fair enough. You That's also feel like you're multitasking if you can poop and scroll at the same time. <laughs> can I do some of the text that we got on this real quick? I just want to say on this last one before you do, mindless activities like playing video games. I don't know that you can just write it off. Just because you don't play oh, video games yeah. doesn't mean they're mindless. There's a lot of borderline therapy that comes from just chilling and playing video games. I think um, what I will say to that is that's their form of entertainment. What's yours? Maybe for you, it's reading a book and you think that makes more sense. And it's, but maybe that for them isn't as peaceful and in uh, a moment that they need as much as playing video games. Maybe playing video games is, is just like you're watching the Kardashians episode. You know, like there's different things for different people, I would say. Now, if they're playing all day long and they haven't gotten a job in like months, then you could tell them, get the fuck off the couch and go get a job. But I don't think that's what we're talking about here at all. No. Um, my husband will not, for the life of him, throw out the cardboard inserts from the toilet paper. This person texts in. 
He leaves it on the vanity and on top of the new toilet paper roll. I've asked him many times, please just throw it in the garbage bin. It's literally next to the toilet and he won't do it. So guess what he's getting for Christmas? I've been collecting these cardboard inserts and it's enough to fill a large box, wrap it up and put a pretty bow on it. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Uh, Yes. Some women are very petty and that's okay. That's okay. We learn to live with those traits. Is it petty or like, I mean, it's it's a joke, first of all. So if you can't take a fucking joke, then that's fucking a you problem. I hope he laughs. Not a her problem. Because he should know. He should. He should laugh at that. You got to be able to laugh at your own shit is what I've learned from getting these text messages too. We will talk about women in the next po- tomorrow's podcast. You want to do it then? Or- Probably, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about the women's side. So if you're a guy listening right now and you're like, "This is unfair," is- text us one eight three three nine one five show, and we're going to talk about the things you learned about women. But a couple quick things about guys: socks came up a lot yeah. on, the- on the text line. Leaving your socks around. Why the fuck do you do that? Okay, so <laughs> at the when you're. <laughs> When you, because guys get hot. I think we run a little hotter than women do most of the time. And I think on some level, women kind of appreciate that, especially on a cold night when you want to snuggle. It's true. It's amazing. Or when your feet are cold and you want to put them on our warm bodies. That sort of shit. We want to just put them right between your legs. Fucking take my feet. So guys take their socks off because it's a, it's more comfortable. B it's a little bit cooler and C it's just a nice relaxation thing to do in the same way that you might feel nice about taking your bra off or getting that belt off or your spanks, well, whatever can, the fuck we you're can wearing. Find a drawer for them though. Sure. But guys, you can't take your spanks off in the middle of the living room. Guys can take their socks off. You set them down and you forget about them. I don't think it's that we're trying to build a sock fort or anything like that. It's just, they had to come off and they just got dropped where they got dropped. That's amazing. Okay. Um, and then I had one more I wanted to do. Oh, I don't get why he'll take one or two items from a clean dishwasher and not unload the rest. Ah, that's funny. Oh, dude, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. fucking rude. One of the things that I have found works great for making sure that you're pulling your weight in the house is, and if you care about your partner, this will work every time. Ask yourself, because you don't want to empty the dishwasher. I don't want to empty the fucking dishwasher. And you know what? Neither does she. So ask yourself, if I don't do this, does it mean that she has to? Or does it mean that they have to? And if you wouldn't want them to have to do it either, then just suck it up and do do it. it. Just do it. I can't tell you how many times I've woken up and thought, I don't really want to do the dishes. Mm -hmm. But I think to myself, if I don't do the dishes, that means she's got to do the dishes. And I don't want her doing it either. I'll just get it done. Um, that's great. I, that's, that's a good point to think about the other person. (laughs) That should be an obvious thing by the way, but think about the other person. Do you want them to have to do it? Uh, one, a few last things on this. I just want to mention, cause for me, I've got a a neat freak as a husband. So when we moved in together, I I had no complaints about him leaving shit around or putting the toilets, leaving the toilet seat up. He's pretty good with all those things. But the one thing I will say to people who are about to move in with a man or you know what, this will go for both. This doesn't matter for a man or woman the traditions they bring with them. Because it's one thing to like date someone and you have your space and they have their space and they do their shit and you don't really see it. But when you move in together and then you're like, where the fuck is the jam? And they're like, it's in the cupboard. And you're like, why the fuck did you put the jam in the cupboard? Because that's where it belongs. Or they're like- The fuck it does. Right? <laughs> like, or, or they're heating cheese in the microwave and just fucking eating it. And you're like, what the fuck is that? That's not a meal. Oh, you fucking heat cheese. That's what we do. Like, well, who does? Not me. Or or they'll ask like on the shop, they'll be like, why don't we have any cheese Whiz? I don't fucking, I don't want cheese Whiz. But then you got to add it to the grocery list because they like cheese Whiz. Little 
things like that, I'd say. The surprising things or the like Christmas traditions. Yeah. Where they're like, well, every year at Christmas, we do this and we dance on our tippy toes to this song and we have to do it. And we have to find the pickle in the tree. And then you're you're (laughs) find Yeah, they hide a pickle in a tree and find it. Like, what the fuck kind of traditions are they? But you love that person. So what do you do? You... You try to blend in with their family and their weird shit that they do, and then you hope that they try to blend in with the weird shit that you do. Compromise is amazing. It is. And in a lot of cases, if you're both equally committed to it, you can find a way to compromise. I um, So I'm in a different situation because we've crossed ethnic boundaries here. She's very Italian, and I am what they refer to as a caker. And like they do all their Christmas shit on Christmas Eve. And then Christmas day is like another day. Me, that's not the way I was born. That's not the way I was raised. No, we don't do it that way. But I conform just like that. Now, where we're going to run into difficulties is along the lines that you were talking about. But my kids are a little bit older. They're both in their early 20s. She made a comment to me joking like, ha someday you're going to be a no-no. And I thought, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, I didn't think about that. No, no, I Scott. Mean, do you mean a grandfather? Oh. Yeah, yeah, that, that. Like, th- no, let's just call no. it a grandfather. That's what it is. Oh, no, I like I'm not a no-no. no-no. I like I, a no-no I, for you. I don't have no-no in me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I will not no, be. <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, okay, right. we're getting close to time here yeah. because we... Um, uh, we have another meeting, and I got to publish this before that starts. And we will, or the whole and we thing's will gonna get pu- fucked up again. <laughs> we'll publish it. Two more. I'm a registered nurse. Once my boyfriend and I moved in together, I realized he doesn't wash his hands very well. I've Ew. witnessed him only wash his fingertips for what seemed like legit three seconds, and then boom, he's done. He still does that to this day, and it's gross to me. He also would rather sneeze snot over his face and not hold the sneeze in. If he's not in the vicinity of tissues or napkins. What? People, I know. You're a nurse. Fucking talk to him. Tell him to wash his hands properly. We went through like a whole fucking year of sing happy birthday while you wash your hands and you won't get COVID bullshit. Talk to him. You're a nurse. (laughs) Did he see those memos? Come on. Show it to him. Other one is no skincare routine. My husband rarely washes his face and he also never breaks out. He doesn't use any type of lotion. It's maddening. I wash my face morning and night, followed by serums, eye creams, and moisturizer. I get out of the shower and I slather myself with lotion. I don't understand how he doesn't look or feel like Death Valley. Because he never started is the answer. Mm, maybe. Once you start that shit, you got to keep it up. Otherwise, it's all going to go to hell. I've, I, I firmly believe if you never use moisturizer, you'll never need moisturizer. Except for like in January and February in this country. Well, maybe that's the exception to the rule. That's but the exception. W- once you get hooked on that shit, yeah, I meant hooked on that shit, you can't get rid of it. Once you start buying $80 eye serums to, I don't know, get rid of the puff under your eyes, you're going to have to always spend that. That said, I would I would ask her, does he shave his face? Because in a way, that's exfoliating your face, too. Great point, Kat. You're right. I don't know. Just a thought. I don't know. All right, well, we've we got gotta, more nonsense yeah. to deal with in six minutes, so we got to go. We got to go do that. But we will be back tomorrow. We're going to talk about the things um, that you noticed when you moved in with her. And you know what, women, if you want to confess the shit you do, I'm willing to do that if you are. So feel free to uh, weigh in 1833 show, and we will uh, chat with you tomorrow. Bye. A lamppost fell on three guests at Disneyland's Main Street, USA, and it was still more fun than the Hall of Presidents. <laughs> You know, it was Taylor Swift night on Dancing with the Stars, which means millions of young Americans found out that Dancing with the Stars is still on television. (laughs) 
This is going viral here. A man in Florida was spotted riding a half semi truck, half pontoon boat. It's 50% truck, 50% pontoon, and 1,000% Florida. <laughs> <laughs>